0: Welcome to another edition of the Unicorns podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. It's Unicorns time again and today's interview has relevance for absolutely everyone. Would you know your credit score? Do you even know if you've got a credit score? What's it used for? With jitters in the global markets, interest rates rising, inflation on the march and cost of living pressures now more in focus, it's vitally important for everyone to have a sense of how they're placed from a financial point of view. Credit Savvy is an emerging fintech offering Australians access to a credit score checking platform. The managing director of Credit Savvy is Paul Niccolo and he joins me now to explain how It All Works. G'day, Paul. Welcome to the program.
1: G'day, Justin. Great to be here.
0: Okay, so take us through the history of Credit Savvy. When did it all get started?
1: So we, we started around seven years ago as part of Aussie Home Loans. Um, that was our previous parent. We're now a part of X15 Ventures, uh, as you mentioned before. Like we're a part of the growing scale-up community. So we were founded when credit scores were very nascent in Australia. Um, in 2012, around 80% of Australians have never checked their credit score. We now know that in the past two years that's changed to around 50%. Um, over that time, we have seen our member base grow to over 1 million. We've given out over 50 million credit scores in that time. And in that time as well, like what sits behind a credit score, and I'm sure we'll get to that soon, but what goes behind a credit score has rapidly evolved as well. So we've been a part of that journey. We'd like to think we've been a leading part of it and there's much more to go.
0: So who has a credit score? Does everyone have one or is it, do you have to be over 18? When does a credit score begin?
1: So technically it's anyone who's got a credit inquiry on their file That's and to, to have that you have to be over 18. But we know Australia is one of the most, like it or not, one of the most highly indebted nations in the world. So it, it pays to be in tune with your credit score because anytime you go into a bank, whether you're one of the the four out of five Aussies that owns a car or you're dreaming of getting that new property, uh, what's on your your credit file is is a huge part of whether you're actually able to get that car, that home, or that new credit product. Um, I like to think of it as the best the best simple example I like to give Justin is credit score is like. When you go to apply for a job it's like the reference check so when you go to apply for a job um what you typically do is you create your resume say some really nice things about yourself and put yourself in the best light when you then go to um apply for a job similar thing when you walk yeah. into a bank and oh, well, these days they do it online um and you say this is my income these are my expenses the bank will do their own check as well so it's the equivalent of a reference check for a job and what you did two years ago three years ago you know, up to five years ago, could could be what makes the difference between whether it's a yes or a no and whether you get a good deal or not.
0: <laughs> so the decisions you make as a, as a young 20-year-old on your, your nightclubs, your Uber Eats, gym memberships, all of that can come back to haunt you when you're going to apply for a home loan.
1: Bingo. Exactly right. So your credit report will have... It's got a bunch of things, um, but amongst other things, it has all the inquiries you made in the last five
0: years. When you say inquiries, what do you mean by that?
1: So inquiries in financial credit terms is when you try and get new credit. So if you tried to get a new credit card, you applied for a home loan, you tried to get um, a car loan. Some people may not know, but you know when you hear you walk into a shop and you want to get a TV and you want to go to buy something on finance, that's a credit inquiry that's gone on in the background. So uh, the, the credit reporting system's evolved a bit, so it's not just about the doom and gloom of, you know, stop doing this, stop doing that. Positive behaviour as well will help you over time. The reality, though, is that if you if you applied for a bunch of credit cards all at once and did some inappropriate shopping all those years ago, you're exactly right. It, it, it can impact a bank's assessment of whether you're going to get... I don't like calling it just sort of a credit product, but actually... You're getting a credit product to try and get something else. It could impact your ability to get a car, get a home, reconsolidate and refinance the debts in your life, and it can have quite a big impact. And as, we, as I said before, Australia is one of the most highly indebted nations in the world. So the short answer to your earlier question, um, it's really important for every single adult, anyone over 18, can have a credit file. The reality is, you're very likely to have one in your life, and it pays to pays to get in touch with it as soon as possible. At Credit Savvy, it's you can come to our site and, with, like I said, we're the largest in Australia. We've got over 1 million Aussies that check our platform. It's free 24-7. We really dumb it down. It's all about trying to make it easy for people to understand what is actually quite a complicated set of information that sits out there that's passed between banks and credit bureaus.
0: So what what is your credit score? Uh, and I understand a higher credit score is better than a lower credit score, but... Um, what What is a credit score actually used for?
1: Great question. Let me start with sort of what it is. So in its simplest form, credit scores a number. It's between zero and 1,000. There is one credit bureau in Australia that has a number out of 1,200, but with Credit Savvy, we partner with Experian. So you'll see a score between zero and 1,000. And as you said, Justin, the higher you are on that scale, the better. What it is, is a quick snapshot of how trustworthy or in bank terms, a credit-worthy someone is. So it's, the score itself is a summary of how credit-worthy you are. Where it comes from is all that information that sits at a credit bureau. So credit bureaus, they collect the repayment history, all those account inquiries you've made, any mispayments or defaults you might have. It is quite, for anyone who's actually gone to a credit bureau to get that themselves, um, it's, it's, it's quite long, it's quite detailed, which is great, but for the average person, it's pretty hard to digest. What we do at Credit Savvy, we take that information from our partner, provide a summary of it, and what sits on top of that is the credit score. And as I said before, that's the, the credit score essentially is a simple snapshot of how credit worthy you are, and that is taken from all of that information that the bureaus have, have collected on you.
0: So if you have a poor credit score, let's just say, is it possible over time, and I think you've alluded to this, to to rehabilitate, <laughs> to rehabilitate yourself, to get yourself in better shape, to get a better credit score?
1: Hundred percent. Just like it's never too early to engage with the score, uh, it's never too early to take steps to to try and fix it. And the bad news for people who have a poor score, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. Um, the system works in such a way that if you can just demonstrate positive repayment behaviour. And positive sort of credit worthy traits. You get rewarded for that over time, but you sort of need good credit to get credit. There are some things that you can do though, regardless of I'm just gonna step away from credit scores for a sec. The most simplest thing is is spend within your means. Um, at a simple level, mm. don't don't spend more than your income. That will set that rule follows that's a good principle to follow, and that's probably gonna solve 80 to 90 percent. Uh, of, of your problems, if you are struggling and you know you're, you're a bit late, you've missed the payment. The best thing to do is to contact your bank. Um, these days, are pretty flexible. Banks are very competitive to try and win customers uh. at the moment, and they will be quite flexible. The best thing to do is get on the phone and speak to your bank because you don't want to miss payment or a default on your file. Uh, another pretty good option to do is if you've got a bunch of credit cards or loans, a good action would be to have a look at that and consider consolidating that all into one. If it's on your credit file that, you know, Justin managed to close four, four accounts and now has the one that he's managing really well, that can go a long way to improving your score. Like I said, it's like a reference check for a job. It's not going to change your your score, your profile overnight. Uh, but demonstrating that good behaviour today, could be the, that could be the difference between whether you get a home in five years or not. It, it may sound dramatic, but... We mm. see enough instances of it happening to know that it's it's good to have good to start the good behaviours early on.
0: Do you think there's a lot of public awareness, particularly amongst younger people, that using buy now pay later lenders like Afterpay and or Zip, even though you might stick to the payment um, records, you're strict about making sure that you're on track, everything's above board that the fact that you've actually gone through one of those lenders affects your credit score
1: yeah so it's a great another great and relevant question justin i want to tackle it in two ways i'll talk firstly about the the young sort of audience the, the awareness of credit scores and then secondly i do want to go specifically about buy now pay later because it's such a it's such a big thing now that you can't ignore it and i I can all explain how the credit bureaus are also getting onto that. So the first bit about awareness, look, absolutely, I think there is still a, a big gap in terms of how people's behaviours at any point in their life, but particularly early on, could impact what's on your credit file and therefore can impact your ability to get that home or that car. We've seen the proportion of the adult population engage with credit scores. It's gone from about yeah 20% 10 years ago to around 50%. There's still a long way to go. I think... We've seen the the growth of Buy Now, Pay Later and, and we've seen a lot of Australians move towards using debit cards as opposed to credit. And I think that perception against credit has created a bit of a, a bit of a divide between the sort of those that are engaged with it and those that are not. But the reality is over 80% of Aussies are going to be getting finance when it comes to a car or a home. Often what happens is that mm. people only at that point realise that they've got to get in touch with the traditional process by a bank <laughs> yeah. and that can be yes exactly um but i do think I just, it's not just about sort of those that are engaged and those that are not i also think there's a bit of a reluctance to engage with credit scores and a big problem with this is it just feels like something that is so old school it's for you know it's for a different generation that people almost by default again excuse the pun <laughs> um but people would prefer sort of avoiding engaging with your score I think with a with a platform like Credit Savvy we really make it easy to understand what it means how it relates to you and little little steps you can take now you don't have to be a banker to be able to take steps to improve your credit score the the, the point specifically about Buy Now Pay Later though Justin is a really interesting one so some pure financial people would just see Buy Now Pay Later as yeah you know, it's a credit it's a credit product um, for others for 57% of Credit Savvy members they use buy now, pay later. So there's a bit of a myth perhaps hmm. that, you know, you come to Credit Savvy to check your score, you're a bit of that, you're in the credit-engaged people, but then over here you got buy now, pay later. It's absolutely not the case. In fact, about a third of our members used buy now, pay later, used buy now, pay later products 10 times or more last year. So the trend's there. It's certainly not just for those who have been turned away from credit or are not engaged in credit. I said it was a really topical question because, when the Labor government came in earlier this year, one of the things that was flagged was a review of the credit code or the credit reporting system. There's a lot of pressure okay. now for Buy Now, Pay Later to be regulated as a credit product. We're already actually seeing bureaus are not waiting. Like the Buy Now, Pay Later providers themselves are not waiting for that. We're already seeing you know, some of the names you mentioned before are already reporting repayment history data to credit bureaus. So I think it goes to the point before, which is, it's not as if credit scores are sort of this archaic thing that are over to the side. What goes behind the credit score? Like the credit bureau is already starting to gather that information. It's going to continue to evolve as it has over the last 10 years. And I think that's a really good thing.
0: And so who's checking their credit scores? Is it um, a 50-50 split, men and women? Are they are they older? Are they younger? Where are they from? Um, metro areas? Is it regional areas up and down the East Coast, or is it west coast? Give it give us a sense, Paul, of um, some of the stats around who's who's logging on to check.
1: It probably won't surprise you that the majority of people logging on are in the in the big cities and in particular in the big states, I'd say as far as gender and region or gender and state, as well as the split between sort of region and cities is is pretty proportionate to the whole population. It is, however, for the credit savvy member base, the vast majority, around two-thirds, are aged between 25 and 44. So it's not, not those that are just turned 18. It's also not those that are really old that yeah, you might think are the the ones that are more engaged in traditional credit products. It is that mm. sort of 25 to 44 sweet spot that are regularly checking their file. That's where the majority of our, our, our member base sits.
0: And does it affect your credit score if you're checking your credit score?
1: Good question. Uh, probably one of the most common questions we get actually, Justin. Absolutely not. We get a few inquiries come in that are just misconceptions or myths that are, myths that have just blown up. That is one of them. So if you check your credit score, what happens in the background is called a soft check, um, one that doesn't impact your file. Uh, we encourage our members to to check their score frequently, usually once a month. The reason for that is in addition to seeing what's on your file, because, you know, your your life circumstances change month by month, Mm. you might be the first person to spot something that doesn't look right. It could have been a mistake from a bank. But sadly, uh, more commonly, we're seeing fraudulent credit inquiries.
0: Or dare dare I say a, a cyber attack.
1: A cyber attack, yeah. So one in four Aussies have been the victim of identity fraud. I take that stat prior to the big Optus breach that occurred mm, recently. Yes, um, and one of the most common, one of the top three uses of stolen ID, Justin, is uh, is fraudulent credit applications. Um, so we really, see, yeah, it's yes, and and that 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 number continues to go up as cyber attacks get more sophisticated and broader. You see the numbers coming up from last week that was more than half the adult population potentially had data of some sort stolen, and um, so we actually offer a feature for our members called savvy shield with the tap of a few buttons you can protect your credit file and um, in recent in recent days we've seen a, a marked increase in people using that feature it's gone it's probably more than 10 times as many inquiries for that feature than we would typically get in a normal way what does that what does that
0: specifically do paul
1: what it does in simplest terms it stops any new credit inquiries from being made in your name so no one can take out Anything. If I, was put, I put Savvy Shield on, no one can take out any credit in the name of Paul Niccolo. So if someone has stolen my ID as a result of a breach or if someone just stole my bag while I was sitting on the train, they're not going to be able to take out credit mm. in my name while that ban is on.
0: Amazing. So when you're thinking thinking about the role that Credit Savvy is playing in the economy, what is the problem, Paul, that you're actually trying to solve here?
1: So we are not... So, we sit between credit bureaus and credit providers. So credit bureaus, are they're the ones that collect repayment information, history, any mispayments, any defaults and the like. Over the other side here, you've got credit providers, so the banks. They're the ones that take money and give out money. The problem space we're solving is we're trying to plug that information gap that sits between those credit bureaus and those credit providers so Australians are armed with exactly what the bank is going to see on them before they go into the branch or before they apply for something online. We're available 24-7. It's, it's a free service. We also provide Australians, it's not just getting your score. You can see what's on your file. We give you tools, content, calculators so you can play around with things that might suit your needs.
0: right. So if, I, if I've got a couple of black marks on my name which has impacted my score, I've got visibility over that, do I?
1: Correct. And then not just visibility. So in terms of the problem space that we're solving, it's, it's sort of twofold. One is like accessing that information. So we help you access and understand that. But then secondly, what can you do about it? So I did flag mm. before Savvy Shield. So that's a way to protect your file. But then also leveraging your score. What can you get for it? So we have a bunch of... We have many partners on our site, financial products, non-financial products, other services that are in and around financial moments. So, for example, one of our providers, you can buy bricks in a home. We do offer various things so that people who come to us, they can access their score. They can see where they sit. They can protect their file if they're worried about the impacts of identity fraud. And then we we, we ideally partner with, with companies that help our members in a really easy digital way. Like we're a digital-only company. We want to partner hmm. with, with others who have a seamless digital journey that can help our members with their broader moments in life. So we, we're we a partner to our members' lives. We want to be there for the moments, big or small. Big, whether they be those home or boat purchases, something small. It could be you come to us just seconds before you're looking for a card. Or maybe you just want to check out an article that tells you how to improve your score over the next two years.
0: And is that your is that the basis of your commercial model, where customers come in, they check their score, that's free, and then there is the opportunity for them to potentially work with your commercial partners in exchange for a clip of the ticket. Is that is that how it works?
1: Exactly right. So
0: that's the business model right there. So the, a, a member, hmm. we call members,
1: um, will come in, they'll verify themselves with us, so. We need that in order to get the right information from the credit bureau for you. All the tools, features, the ability to access, understand and protect your score. The members never pay anything. We don't ask for your credit card details or payment information. And for our partners, it's a great opportunity to connect with our 1 million plus member base, which is mm. on that measure compared to our peers, the largest in the country. I did flag before that we have... A lot of members in the 25 to 44 spot. We have around three quarters of our members with a credit score of very good or excellent, which is also quite high. So we're very proud of the member base. We've always put them front and centre. At the same time, we're very conscious that we partner with some amazing companies in Australia who, yep, our business model is that we're effectively a distribution channel for them. And, but it's very much about, we, we don't just partner with, with absolutely anyone. We've got companies on our site that make life better for our members.
0: So I mentioned in my intro, Paul, that interest rates are going up, inflation's going up. You're hearing a lot about cost of living pressures. The markets are a bit wobbly. What trends are you seeing through Credit Savvy that point a picture of the Australian economy and how we're doing? What are you you seeing through your platform?
1: From what we can see, things are actually holding up pretty well. I don't have any doom or gloom statistics, which uh, may disappoint those looking for a headline, but what we have seen, there are three things we've seen. The average credit score for people who have applied recently is slightly down, not much, but slightly down on the same time last year. We've seen a really, really marked increase in people checking out the home loans page and anything to do with home buying, like probably twice as much as last Mm -hmm. year, and that's pretty you, you look. You just have to self-evidence. Yes. Yeah. You know, fixed-rate mortgage. cliff, I've heard that phrase a few times. So it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing a lot of hits around that that part of the site. Um. The other thing I'd say, it's been a really strange couple of years. Um. After, <laughs> I mean, it's on many fronts, right? That's
0: for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you said it. It's mm. um.
1: Yeah. Mid twenty twenty, we saw a really steep t- decline in um in demand for, for credit products like credit cards and personal loans. There was a bit of an expectation that that might start happening now with, you know, with interest rates going up, you know, mm-hmm. classic e- economic theory might be saying, you know, people would be less likely to take out loans and credit cards, but we haven't really seen that. In fact, especially in car loans, things have been pretty hot. I do think that's explainable just given there's been such an issue with the supply of new cars coming to Australia, but that seems to be unwinding. So, all the okay. stats we're seeing is that people are still holding up pretty well. The one big change I'd say is around people shopping for a home loan.
0: What what are the um What are the other platforms out there where you can get your credit score checked? Are you are you the only ones, or have you got you got competitors in the market, or are they other companies doing similar things?
1: It's a great question because we have we do have a lot of competitors in different spaces. So we do have other companies mm. that are similar to us that offer a free credit score and. Um, our points of differentiation include that we were the first to market of this kind, um, and as a result, we do have pretty high brand recognition compared to our competitors. We're also the only ones offer yes. that, that protect feature, so Savvy Shield, especially in moments like right now, where there has been, we've seen quite a a marked increase in demand for credit file bans. That really, we're really proud of that. Um, but there's also I'm going to call them non traditional competitors. So the credit bureaus themselves do offer a credit, a credit um, report access, but the difference between that and what we do, ours is available 24-7. With the Bureau, you can only get your report once every three months for free unless there's quite specific circumstances. After that one time, you have to pay for it. Um, there's also, like some of the other comparison sites, they also have started to tack on credit scores as another like, okay. adjacent yep. feature. And I'm yes. not surprised by yeah. this, Justin, just because we know from the if the feedback that we get from our business partners, you're coming to check your score because there's a broader need. Um, it's pretty mm. rare that you're going to log on and just compare your score with your mates or just log in and, and log out because there's nothing else to it. Yeah. It's
0: like, oh, 850. Yeah. So what? Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's sort of from that point onwards. And we, we know what that means for us. We, we know we've got a relatively young audience, a, 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 an audience that has a quite a high credit score we've got hundreds of thousands of people logging in a month so the points of differentiation between us and our, and our competitors we've got some unique features and we also have a customer base that our partners consistently tell us are high quality and they're high intent we, we, we like to describe it as we, we don't want we don't have uh, visitors to our site we have members
0: mm. so how have um credit scores changed over the years is it, is it the same sort of principle or, or has there been a, been a shift in recent years?
1: The, the principle is still the same, which is, you know, better behaviour, higher scores equal a better position for yourself. But what sits behind the credit report has definitely changed in Australia in the past 10 years. So it back the clock 10 years ago. It was very much around, have you done something wrong? So we, we'd call it um, negative reporting information. Yes. Then three things have happened since then. Uh, one is called comprehensive credit reporting, or as you can probably imagine, positive behavior. So a couple of years ago, or ten years ago rather, if Justin, you and I both took out a credit card and I paid one off over time, and you you missed uh, one month of repayments, you'd have a negative mark. I'd have
0: having a good enough. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but since the evolution of like comprehensive credit reporting. My ability to pay that card off over time will increase, all other things equal, will increase my score. So that's one. Uh, another one which is a bit more nuanced is financial hardship information. So this is something that only went live in July. You might remember during the COVID, post-COVID period, people putting deferrals on their mortgages. Those kinds yes, of, I do. Yeah, so there's kinds of variations to loans In the past, it was very blunt the way that was reported. It was pretty much uh, did you miss a payment, yes or no. Now the nuances of that have started to come in on credit reports. And the good thing about that is if you were to call your bank and come up with an arrangement that lasts for three months, credit bureaus will be able to see that. But the way it's reported, they'll be able to see Justin was able to, in a pretty tough situation, contact his bank and work out a solution and then he got back onto his repayments. So the nuances of huh. those financial hardship arrangements uh, also, they found their way on the credit score or the credit report. And the last one is alternate data. Earlier on, we touched on the buy now, pay later companies starting to report huh. to credit bureaus. We're seeing more of the telcos and utilities doing the same. So over time, we've seen, like let's call it, non-traditional companies reporting to the credit bureaus. That is a trend that's going to continue
0: to occur. Is it the case that the better your credit score, the easier it is, if we're talking in a home loan setting, easier it is to access better interest rates? So, you know, you're viewed as not as risky as someone with a poorer credit score?
1: Definitely. There there are a number of things that go into any credit inquiry. A home loan is probably the most complicated of them all there are several things that a bank will ask and there's several things that they'll check. All of that together will go into whatever they offer you. So the short answer to that is yes. Um, the 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 purists amongst the financial people listening will know that the higher the risk, the the higher the cost. So the lower the risk, mm. the better you're perceived, uh, the more likely you are to get a better deal, not just from one bank, but if you're able to shop around, which is very, All of them. which is far yeah. easier these days it'll get you a better deal absolutely
0: so what's next mate what's what's coming up for credit savvy what can we look forward to in the in the months and years ahead
1: yeah we've had a really big uh, really big year the savvy shield feature was launched early this year and it's one of those things that you hope you never have to access or use but sadly with the prevalence of cybersecurity breaches i think you're going to see a lot more and hear a lot more about how we can help people protect themselves from the growing problems of, of identity fraud another thing for us as an organization we've seen as i mentioned before like we have business partners and we help connect members to financial products that can help them in their lives
0: mm. Mm. we
1: you sort of look at the trends occurring not just overseas but sort of that have started in australia the more we can understand our members and help them navigate financial journeys the better place we are to help mm. connect them with our partners, and we're going to continue to be there for their big moments in life. So for us, tapping into that, sort of sitting behind that, I, I do see open banking evolving in Australia. It's been a bit of a nascent thing. But if you look at how that evolved in countries overseas, it can happen quite quickly. I do think that's yes. going to change the way that consumers feel and act around the sharing of information. And I think mm. our business partners are really well placed to benefit from that. So Credit Savvy, will continue to be member first. Um, We'll continue to offer ways to help people access and understand their score. That's what we've been known for. More recently, we've helped our members protect themselves from credit fraud. And in future, I think it'll be even more of an emphasis on how they can connect with the right products from our great set of partners.
0: Paul Niccolo, Managing Director of Credit Savvy. It's been great having you on the show today and all the very best in the years ahead. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Justin. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.